Miss Billy party. It was awesome. Yeah, like I said, who doesn't? I'm Corey Cope. Freddie Wolf. This is one of the shit, dude. <laughs> we already recorded this Friday's episode and it's <laughs> it's a doozy. It's a yeah, that's the word for it, all right. <laughs> well, it starts with do it starts with anyway. Starts with duty. It's a duty. It's a duties. Yeah. Doozy. Right. So if you enjoy those kinds of episodes, it's it's gonna be ripe and ready for you like a like a wonderful avocado. Hold, hold my beer. Here it comes. <laughs> uh, so this is our first June kickstart. Yeah. June Look at 5. That. I hope these are better than the movies that we've watched. <laughs> well, it can't be any worse. Well, I got to tell you, I got some wonderful feedback for the last episode, What Lies Beneath. Everybody loved the cold open. Everybody. And I go, and, I, I, and then once I realized that's all people were saying, I go, well, what'd you think of the rest of the episode? No, like, I know. come on. I want to see who's going to be honest with me because I know better, right? Sure. I mean, that's okay. I mean, I don't know. I listened to the episode and I thought it was kind of, you know. Yeah. Well, it was exactly a, what we said it was. Yes, it, exactly. I think when you consider that it was a little bit of a struggle for us to kind of get through it because we didn't, we don't want to shit on movies, do We love movies. We don't want to like, and it's not us going, oh man, I sure like this movie. But boy, I was dumb. I was dumb. I liked this movie when I was young. And this is the, uh-huh. and that's what the show is. But I, but like we said last time, more times than not, we go back to watch a movie we were thought was uh or or whatever, and it ends up being fuck of a lot better than we remembered it. So it, we're you know we're we're definitely on the on the in the black when it comes to being more surprised or more elated about that we went back to watch something again. Um, every once in a while we get one of those episodes that are something that movies that are so, so nutty, like in there, like, man, what the hell were you thinking? But they're still fun. Sure. Like pink Cadillac, Clint Eastwood's, uh, opus from 1990. Yeah. Maybe 89, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Uh, speaking of, we totally, uh, I don't know how it escaped us last week was Clint Eastwood's 93rd birthday. 93. 93, man. And he's, he's, he's in prep to start a film. You know, he, he's amazing. Is there gonna be a he's, film for him to, dude, yeah, shoot? he's like John Houston, dude. Like I, he he died in a director's chair, didn't he? Jesus, man. I mean, you used to have to carry him to set <laughs> on Pritzy's Honor right here. Yeah. Uh, dude, Pritzy's Honor, I love so much. I was homesick from in school. I, I I was like, I rarely went homesick. I was really, and it was legit sick. I wasn't like ditching school or anything. And I came home and I happened to have that just VHS waiting for me that I rented. And like, what a, what a joyous movie. Come on, man. Yeah, Kathleen Turner and oh yeah, it, was, it was so good. And Angelica Houston fucking shreds in that movie. Anyway, good stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, Aaron Timmer, since we talked about Harrison Ford last week, I have to comment that there is a whole slew of Paramount release titles coming um, on 4K, including... 
the the Indiana Jones trilogy and then that other movie that they made that has Harrison Ford playing a character named Indiana Jones. I don't recognize that one for anything. But Claire and Present Dangers also come out in 4K. Cool, right? Yeah. Um, but there is one that's coming out. There is a movie coming out, and it's not it's, it's not Harrison Ford. It's Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood. No, it should be the Lords of War 4K. Is it Lords or Lord I'm of War? I'm just being, I just want to see if you're paying attention to me. It's Lord of Lord War. Lord of War. Yes. With Nick Cage and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, it's a Best Buy exclusive steelbook. So I don't know... I don't think actually. I'm pretty sure it didn't. It, it, this is the only place you can get the 4K unless it's obvious on the 4K also. So yeah, it's a Best Buy exclusive steelbook, but it's not just the steelbook aspect of it. It's the 4K aspect of it. it is definitely that's an unique. interesting movie too. It's weird. It's a uh, yeah. I didn't know what to make of it when I first saw it, <laughs> but on multiple, no, but uh, but on multiple. I've I've seen it a few times, and it, right. it's one of those movies that kind of gets better when you watch it. The more you watch it, the better it gets. Right. Unlike some movies that we may have talked about this month. But Lord of War is a movie that does uh, actually get better when you watch it. Yep. I mean, for me, anyway. Yep. Yep. I, I, I It was one of those ones, too. Like, and, it was, and it was, it was like a release that came with the tail end of DVD. And just before they were trying to figure out what, what the new format's going to be, right? We're going to be HD DVD or we're going to be Blu-ray. There's, so you're, you're looking beyond into the HD optical area. This is one of the first ones that came out too. I want to say, wasn't it Lionsgate? Uh-huh. I believe so. It was like yeah. One of the, yeah, it was one of, the, one of the first Blu-rays that came out. And if you bought a first-gen Lord of War on Blu-ray, it probably doesn't work anymore because I think, I think Lionsgate had some of the worst Blu-ray rot early on, whereas I think it was them. But yeah, Laura War is one of those, definitely one of those movies that feels a lot. I mean, when I say a lot, I mean a lot like a Ridley Scott movie, like a lot. What was the, was it State of Play? What was it? State of Play this, uh, with Russell Crowe? Crow, with Crow and, and DiCaprio. It, right? State, no, 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 no. State of, State of Play is, uh, you're thinking of Body of Lies. Body of Lies. That's what I meant. That's yep. what I'm thinking. Fucking, that's a movie that feels a lot like Lord of War, and as far as like a tone, it's. I mean, it's very different, but it feels a lot like that. And just like with that movie, I feel the more I watch it, the more I'm like, yeah, this is fucking good. Wonderful supporting cast in both those movies because I mean, get- yeah, those are and actually those are good movies to pair together if you you know if you want to if you want if you if you can get through, you know, it's a lot. You, you, you yeah. might need a palate cleanser after either one of them, but right. you know, there are some people who would be like, oh. Watch both of them, yeah, now and still feel okay. Yeah, Lord Awards a dirty movie. It's it it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good term. Good yeah. word for it. dirty, dirty movie. It's a dirty movie, but not not like a dirty movie from the seventies. No, um, <laughs> or shot in the valley, <laughs> right? Or shot in Chatsworth. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out uh, MVD's uh, release of uh, Emilio Estevez's second film as a director. I think right uh, after Wisdom. Uh, Men at Work, and somehow this escaped both of our uh, radar. Um, it, it came out in January. So, guys, if you didn't know, Oopsie. well, maybe you did, and you're like, whatever, dummies. Yeah. Uh, but hey, man, check it out, dude. Because I got to tell you, that thing maybe had one of the best teaser trailers ever. Yeah. Do you remember the teaser trailer yep. for Men at Work? Yep. Yeah. Uh, th- that is one of the best teaser trailers ever. Um, you know, say what you will about the movie. I enjoy it. Um, it's, 
it's it is it's about garbage men. So there you go. That's all you need. If you don't know, just see it. It's Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez. But that teaser trailer was purely was pure brilliance. I remember seeing it and being like, "Yeah, man, I gotta see this." There's no way I'm not seeing this movie. Damn Skippy. So there you go. MVD. MVD's got a couple other things. I just saw I just saw an announcement for something that they're putting out. That Don of the Disc guy who fucking tweets out fucking everything fucking all week long. Uh, he- let, let me go ahead and extend the conversation for a minute work, okay? Yeah. Today, I know you're listening to this on the 5th of June, but we are recording this on the 4th. And guess whose birthday it is today? Me and the rest of us? It's Keith David's birthday. And Keith David is in Minute Work. Yes, he is. He's, yeah, seven, he's 67, 67 years old today. Oh, wow. He's a baby. I thought so, too. I thought he was going to be, I thought he was older. Because he's been part of our lives fucking forever. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, dude, he's fucking childs. I mean, I mean, he might have been in something I've seen before that, but that was the moment where I was like, fuck, who is that fucking badass motherfucker? Yeah. That voice and that fucking crazy. I mean, dude, you know, when he comes in and burns those dogs. For, funny thing is, he's in that he's in that True Lies series. <laughs> is he? Yeah, he does the voice of of uh, of a of this AI thing that's part of one of the plots. I guess I don't know. He's also in Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, he's playing lot, the president. He does lots of voices. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, that, that kind of voice, you better be even all kinds of voices. I mean, yeah, Keith David, happy but, birthday, yeah. dude! Happy birthday! And yeah, the thing was his first big movie and everything. We got a couple of a couple of um, small parts in uh, some TV stuff before that, but yeah, that cracked him open. And of course, couple, you know, four years later, got him in Platoon. Oh man, I forgot he was in Hot Pursuit. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, he's in a he's in a bunch of great stuff. He's in Platoon. He's in Off Limits, which we covered. Yeah, I mean he's. Uh, I mean Keith David's in a ton of stuff, man. Something yeah. about Mary. Yep, and it's. I, that's why I was gonna make a joke earlier about speaking of a good Ben Stiller movie, right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that uh, so Keith David, sixty-seven. Happy happy birthday! Thank you for being the badass that you are. Yeah, man. What were you, <laughs> so a minute work. What, uh, by the way, what was that? Uh, is it just? Is there anything extra on that? Do you know? Yeah, there's some extras on it. I was uh, I'm just looking it up. Hang on a second, because you never you never know with with that company with MVD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually they put a bunch of stuff on it, or there's zero. But I'm pretty sure. When I looked at it earlier, I don't know. Oh, you know why it came up? It came up when I uh, opened IMDb and looked up the movie that we're going to be, that we just talked about. And uh, it said, if you like this, you'll love, you know, you might also be interested. And I was like, liars. Hmm. Liars. <laughs> you don't tell me what I'm interested in. <laughs> you don't tell me anything, you bastards. I don't, this I meant, I'm looking at the Blu-ray.com review and I'm not seeing any mention. I mean, I'm going. I'm scrolling down to the extras and see the rating on the rating on special features and extras is one star out of five. So well, must not be anything. I, at best, you're going to get a trailer. Sounds like, or maybe yep. there's five extras and only one of them's good. You got you get the trailer. Um, um, there and, you go, and you get some reversible art. So that's nice. I guess yeah. there's something there. I'm so there is something going but, on. But here. now I'm really curious. Is it? It says trailers, but it only shows one runtime, so I don't know. 
Um, and there's trailers for, oh, that's what it was. That's why I say trailers, plural, because MVD's got other trailers uh, for other their movies. Other, yeah. The, their other titles. Yeah. Well, you know, it's okay. If they, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to run out and pick this up. I no. was just shocked that they had done. Yeah, I was hoping that they had, I was hoping there was some good stuff on it, but yeah. there you go. Well, you, Not to be. But we all know the MVD. This <laughs> will probably drop to like 10 bucks by the, by the end of the summer. So be ready for it if you're, if you're into it. So, be ready. If you, so, if you if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, man. <laughs> uh, I was so busy doing crap. Uh, Joey's bandmate, Rhea, he graduated from high school uh, Saturday, so we went to a backyard party there. One of those one of those kinds of uh, backyards you see people uh, that you see like or you see house like on Zillow and go, oh man, that's an entertainer's backyard. I'm like, oh man, I would never make use of that kind of space. I don't have those that many friends. Well, now I got to experience what kind of what those backyards are like when you have people there. And so a bunch of his friends were there, a bunch of Joey's friends were there, his bandmates. It was nice having adult conversations with people that are our age. Um, the two of the dads of, of the kids in Joey's band grew up in Los Angeles. So when I started talking about Tom Hatton and us watching our weekend movies after we watch, we, you know, our cartoon Sunday mornings with Popeye and Super Chicken and Tom Slick. Yeah, he they all knew Tom Hatton, so that was a fun conversation. So, And we got some new listeners. So, gentlemen, thank you for... I, I won't call you this. I don't have your permission to say your name. So, I'm say th- you know who you are. You know who you are. And thank you for your service. <laughs> you. Um, hey, what I want to throw out there just real quick is... Uh, when is the world going to come around and appreciate Steve Gutenberg now? Dude, I don't know, man. Like well, you, you get a little bit of him in uh, shit. What was the, what was the recent thing he did? Ballers. No, was it Ballers? He was on Ballers. Was he was, it, on, was Ballers. Uh, when he, what, like because he like, he's a super rich guy in that. Is that when he gets? Yeah. Does he get blackmailed in that? Uh, dude, I don't remember. I mean, I only remember. I'm only paying attention to the Ballers because Steve Gutenberg was in it. My bad. Because because I kind of watched that and what I'm about to tell you what I'm thinking of. That's what it was. It was Veronica Mars. Gotcha. That's what it was, and yeah, he's kind of a dirtbag in that. He's a by way, he he's a great dirtbag. He really does. Yeah, dude, totally. Like you know, he could like reinvent his whole career, and he should. I just watched. I just watched Curtis Hansen's The Bedroom Window. Speaking of Steve Gutenberg, Isabel Hubert, and Elizabeth McGovern, I think maybe I said this. Might have said this last week too, because I felt like after I needed a palate cleanser after after we watched uh, What Lies Beneath. Yeah. So I had to go into some genre. Uh, you know, some, and it, again, it's a good movie. It holds up. I think it's probably better. Now. You know, it probably holds up to me. It was, you know, I liked it more now. I think it's probably because it, when I saw it, when I was 16, that maybe it was a little too Hitchcocky and adult for me. And it maybe felt slow, but like now I can sort of appreciate like the tension in a thriller, the, the way that you're supposed to be able to pay attention to it. Right. So yeah. Steve Gutenberg, man. Yep. And Kino put out a, a Blu-ray. Of uh, the bedroom window. I don't know if there's anything on it, but, um, you know, it'll probably never look as good as it does on that video. Yep. So anyway, there you go. Steve Gutenberg, there's your shout out, bro. And Carl Lumbly's in it. And Wallace Shawn yeah. is it? Yeah, dude. That, that's Wallace a, Shawn. What a great yeah. fucking cast. That, yeah. Dude, and it's it's one of those movies. Yeah, dude. Just, you know. And Maury Chaykin. I think it was to watch this movie, like when you and I were first becoming buddies. And I was, we were talking about Bedroom Window. I'm like, yeah, I haven't watched that in a bit. So uh, I had to rent it because I didn't have it on disc. And there was, you weren't getting it the streaming anywhere. It's just one of those movies. 
And uh, I'm like, oh my shit, dude, it's fucking Maury. I don't remember. I don't remember a movie yep. that far back where I, or that I remember him being. And obviously, because I forgot he was in it. It's not a big part. He's just like in the background player a little bit and has a yeah. couple lines. But yeah, dude, that that movie's fucking rad. Yeah, I think Curtis Hanson. I think I think this was this was right before Curtis Hanson hit it. Had his first hit with right. uh, and the Rocks, and the Rocks the Cradle. Cradle. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was that. That was his follow up to this. Yep. For a guy who, uh, you know, he directed a lot of movies. I love, no, actually in between those two movies, he made another gem called Bad Influence with Rob Lowe and James Spader, which I totally love. You and I talked about this because I had mistaken something else for for that. That fucking movie is so great because you finally got two actors that flip-flop the stereotypical roles yeah, in the play. And, totally. it, and, it not, and then not only they do that, it works. So yeah. well, yeah. It, I gotta say, it was a thing that they they started experimenting with in the early '90s because they did it really well in this movie. And then, uh, do you remember Criminal Law with Kevin Bacon and Gary Oldman? I recall the name. Maybe it's just because similar, it's a, yeah. a similar kind of thing, right? They flipped it because we had seen Gary Oldman in State of Grace and True Romance, and you know, and everybody, you know. Kevin Bacon was everybody's, you know, everyone loved Kevin Bacon. He was always that guy. And then they flipped him uh, in the movie. Uh, in this movie, that movie came out before, I know there was the other movie uh, where Kevin Bacon was in the whole, it was in prison, it was in Alcatraz and and Oldman was the warden. Criminal Law, uh, Gary Oldman plays like a, a defense attorney who's assigned this sort of rich guy who maybe killed, maybe, maybe, maybe he did, maybe he didn't kill his wife. But I'm going to say he probably did. <laughs> but Bacon is so good in it, and it, it reminds me of Bad Influence. Like, and it, it was a thing, like because you know you're used. To, dude, Rob Lowe was like America's sweetheart, right? Like, other than the fact that you know he got busted at the Democratic Convention with minors or whatever, whatever happened. Right. I mean, you know, it was in a club. Who knows? This was kind of his comeback film, and, and God, dude, Bad Influence was so good. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm a big fan of Curtis Hansen. Right. R.I.P. That's a movie, both those movies, Bad Influence and Bedroom Window, I go to and somebody says, what's your favorite Curtis Hansen movie? Because that person that's saying it to you wants you to say wants LA you to Confident. say LA Confidential or Wonder Boys. Right. And I'm like, no. I've, I've seen Bedroom Window so many damn times because, you know, uh, uh, who wasn't in love with Elizabeth McGovern at that time? Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> By the way, the movie you mentioned uh, with Kevin Bacon and Alcatraz, that's Murder in the First, Mark Rocco's right. That's a movie that Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick met on? They may Maybe. have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Either that or Queen's Logic. Queen's Logic. Oh, yeah, one of those yeah. movies. Yeah. And then Christian Slater, again, speaking of yeah. usually playing a dick bag. <laughs> he playing a, he's playing a nice guy. He's, he's playing, playing a nice he's guy. Playing, playing the lawyer. The, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a fun, yeah. a fun movie, but it's really good because you get to see some, well, in 95 anyway, you got to see some, you got to see some performances that you wouldn't normally see. Oh, and oh, by the way, our man, I almost forgot about this. I'm just looking at the cast list. Stephen Tobolowsky is also in it too. I forgot about that. Yeah. But Mark Rocco used to come into our video store all the time. Sergio can attest to that. You know, he used to see him Dude. all the time. Yeah. So Criminal Criminal Law is the movie I was talking about, but it, it came out weirdly from like two years before Bad Influence. I didn't remember it being that old. Yeah. It's from 88, but Tess oh. Harper's in it. Joe Don Baker um, it, but it's a, it's another fun little sort of like, it's one of those movies, man. And it, and it's not even Curtis Hansen. So I didn't say it was Curtis Hansen, but I'm saying <laughs> that, that whole, it was Martin Campbell directed it, but it's one of those, it, it's one of those things where they, it's where they kind of started experimenting with 
slipping actors into, you know, so, you know, you're Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon can't possibly be the bad guy. Well, we're wrong. Yeah. It's like Rob Lowe and Bad Influence. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, there, there's a whole, you know, we had to do a whole month on these kind of movies. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I think so, just, yeah. Things aren't what they seem or whatever, or trading right. places. We could call the whole month trading places. Right. By the way, somebody wants to ask me, he goes, what's commodity trading like? And I'm going to go, dude, seriously, I know it's, it's going to sound funny for me to say this to you, but everything I learned about how commodities works was watching trading places. They ex- explain it so fucking well. But that's not, I know, J, baby. I know that's not what you're saying, but that's, but still, no. it's like you think you, you think you don't know what the fuck's going on. It, exp- it really is very concise and, and but simple and uh, as far as how you understand what how commodities works. But no, <laughs> I forgot. I forget that that Mark Rockwell also directed Dream a Little Dream. So yeah, he directed Dream a Little Dream and Where the Day Takes You. Oh my yeah. gosh, Where the Day Takes You, so fucking phenomenal. Who's the Who's the standout? Laura Flynn, right? Colin McLaughlin. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh, here's somebody I meet. I miss a lot. Balthazar Getty, man. Yeah, what happened to that kid? He's still around. I mean, he just doesn't. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's working anymore. I mean, he's he's got a whole slew of kids now. But I think the last thing he did was, I want to say, some television. He's so great in Feast, the first Feast movie. Fucking <laughs> dude. Oh, dude, he's great in uh, Young Young Guns too. Lost Highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah, Young Guns too. But yeah. Lost Highway, dude, he's, yeah, I mean, I thought he was, in, in that Lord of the Flies remake they made in the 90s, he's great in it. Wasn't that the first thing he did? Like, first big thing anyway? I think so. Mm-hmm. That movie, yeah, it was. Because that and, and Young Guns 2 came out the same year. Right. Not yeah. to be confused with David Mendenhall. Yeah. Exactly. From over the top. There you go. Shit, dude. If you want to follow us on the socials, it's at Karate, Karate Pod on Twitter, Insta, and Letterbox and Letterbox is Corey underscore Cole for, for, for me and Culper97 on Insta. If you like to follow me, you can follow me Rock and Roll 33 on your Instagram or at Billy Barty at Letterbox. That's Billy Barty at Letterbox.com. Sparky. 